The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio, on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to talk about the positional battles. This is actually a, a podcast. Look, look, it's a multiple uh, podcast per week podcast, but a series inside of a series wrapped inside of a flaky crust. How does that sound? Uh, we're going to talk about positional battles on offense in the podcast today. And then I'll have another podcast uh, coming out here in the um, next day or two that talks about the defensive positional battles is, well, let's face it. I mean, under a real uh, NFL schedule uh, that isn't affected by the virus or anything like that. We'd be talking about training camp about this time as uh, they'll be they'd be getting started and down at Dove Valley practicing. Now, obviously, things uh, a little changed, a little different. And look, we're not even sure if they're going to play games, but we're still going to talk about those positional battles and we'll get into that today on the podcast. But first, want to say thanks to our friends over there at DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app. Hey, look, can you feel it? The excitement, the anticipation. It's been growing for weeks. It's baseball and it's back i tell you what i like to see all the return of sports and to see baseball come back i think it's just terrific of course next week our team taking the field in less than 10 days hey good luck to those colorado rockies and look no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app putting you in the center of the action DraftKings sportsbook celebrating a new season with a special promotion before the season starts Place a bet of at least $25 on who will be crowned the World Series champion, and they'll give you a $25 free bet to use on opening day. Terrific bonus from our friends at DraftKings. While we're all excited for baseball, of course, don't forget, look, there's plenty of other things that you can check out. European soccer, golf tournament coming up this weekend. Hey, Tiger. He's going to be on the green. Tell you what, it's going to be a fun time over there at DraftKings Sportsbook. U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, reliable, easy to deposit, easy to withdraw your funds. It's a no-brainer. Go check out our friends over there at DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. And look, here's the deal. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code MH. When you sign up for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code MHS to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older in Colorado only. Bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so the Denver Broncos on offense, you know, this was a busy, busy offseason for the Denver Broncos on offense, uh, not only obviously in free agency, but obviously on the draft particularly. And you start to, you know, whittle away at the weak positions, adding depth, etc. There's just, I, I think the, the word for the offseason was just simply beefing up and getting more talented. 
uh, talent may be the, the exact word I want to focus on because that's really what they did. What did they do? They went out and they bettered the running back position with more talent. What did they do? They bettered the wide receiver position with more talent. Went out and found some starters. What did they do at the center position? Uh, found a replacement with a talented and very intelligent Lloyd Cushenberry Third. It's going to be fun saying his name all year long. So for the Broncos, you know, when it comes to this off this offseason and what they added to now allow for some positional battles, because I, I think competition is very good uh, in just about anything, in business, in sports. It pushes other people to be better. It doesn't mean that the other person now gets complacent with what is happening in their, their organization. And so competition makes you better. It pushes you to go the extra mile because you know somebody is right hot on your tail or if you are somebody chasing somebody, you want to get to that position. So uh, particularly for the position battles, and we'll go position by position, and we start at the quarterback position because obviously, duh. And it's funny because we're just going to basically say Drew Locke is the starter, obviously, duh, moving forward. I suppose it'll be a, a, a position battle for the second string, but quite frankly, you bring in Jeff Driscoll as a free agent. There's a reason why you brought him in. You can pencil in, uh, well, not even pencil. You can use pen or Sharpie if you'd like. Put Drew Locke at the top of that depth chart with Jeff Driscoll. Number two, you go to the running back position, and this is where our first big battle is. But I, I want to emphasize you know, because I think a lot of people this offseason, particularly Bronco fans, have a little bit of this this or that kind of divide going on with the running back position. And I don't love that because I think this is a Denver Broncos offense that absolutely can utilize both. Melvin Gordon as a terrific receiver out of the backfield. And Philip Lindsay, quite frankly, can run not only outside but between the tackles we've seen before. So it's not like you're off. And and by the way, I don't want to sugarcoat Melvin Gordon's running attack because it is pretty darn good. And, And I think that's the key part is if Melvin Gordon was just this pure receiver, you start to narrow what your offense looks like when you swap back and forth. Remember the days when the Denver Broncos had Virgil Green and and I think it was Jeff Hireman on the other side back a couple years ago? You knew when Virgil Green was in the game, it was probably a run play when, when the play could have gone both ways because Virgil Green wasn't a receiving option. He was a blocker. Jeff Hireman in the game, you kind of knew it was going to be a pass because you open up that opportunity to have one more option. I, I, I just don't want that Broncos offense to get that way, and I don't think it will be with the running back position. This is where Pat Shermer really needs to get a little creative and throw some different wrinkles into the playbook each and every week. This is a Denver Broncos offense that is going to go through evolutions throughout the season, and one of those evolutions is going to really need to showcase the versatile options and skill sets that your two running backs have because quite frankly you don't let Philip Lindsay just sit on the sidelines and carry the football four or five times per game also you brought in Melvin Gordon for a reason so you don't sit him on the sideline same deal while Philip Lindsay just runs the rock and just play who's the hotter hand 
you brought him in for a reason. Utilize him, but also know that you've got a terrific weapon at Philip Lindsay too. So I think this is where F- Pat Shermer is going to really have to get a little creative. Understand that there are some skill sets that you can tap into, but that's not to say that that narrows their game because again, that allow that tips your offense off and allows defense to maybe play a little faster, maybe guess on some things, and if they guess on some things and they hit, well. Boom goes the dynamite, and all of a sudden the offense may be dealing with some hard times. A corner jumps a route, whatever may be the case. Who knows? Because make no mistake, defenses are going to be looking for that wheel route when Melvin Gordon's in the football game. You can, uh, If I can see it happening, defenses can see it happening. So this is where you have to get creative to kind of throw defenses off their rhythm, you know? The Broncos obviously have a major position battle at the wide receiver position. And and I talked a little bit about it earlier before I got into the running backs. I, I don't know if the right word battle should be utilized for the running back position because I think very much those two are going to duke it out and we will see how they are both utilized. But make no mistake, I think they're going to get utilized. I think battle is the perfect word for the wide receiver position because outside of Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, and Jerry Judy, it is an absolute straight-up fight for your position. And I'm sorry, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, a, a two-year pro now going into his third year, is just somebody who has not shown the Denver Broncos enough, and that's why they went out and got two receivers in the draft. Uh, Tim Patrick is not somebody who has shown enough to uh, validate holding off on selecting those options. And so I think if you're the Denver Broncos, you're looking for one of those guys, one of the two, or maybe somebody, maybe somebody else steps up to really become someone who distances yourself from the other guy because it's 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 a bona fide one two three punch I think with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, but now you start to bleed the tight end into the offense, and the offense really is going to utilize those tight ends a lot. And then we talked about the running backs, of course. Now you look at the wide receiver room and you say, okay, well, now your fourth wide receiver is really a tight end. If not, your third wide receiver is a tight end with K.J. Hamler kind of slide into four when it comes to priority and being utilized in this offense because Pat Shermer loves to to utilize those tight ends. So, And, and by the way, Denver, we'll get to the tight ends. Denver's got two decent ones. I really do think they got some pretty decent ones. I know y'all been hammering Noah Fant. I get it. We'll talk about that in a second. But this wide receiver room, it is critical for one of them to step up and become that depth guy. Because, look, you go through a 16-game season. Some guys are going to go through slumps. They may deal with an injury issue. Somebody needs to step up and become that next guy to be utilized. And I think Deshaun Hamilton, just in general, is in the driver's seat for that. A, because of draft status, and quite frankly, while it should not matter, it does. The fact that a higher asset was utilized, that is going to be looked at differently. But also given this, you know, Deshaun Hamilton does have a nice skill set that leans to a slot receiver. Denver, in the idea that K.J. Hamler being their sole slot receiver. I don't know if I'm in love with that. I'm also not in love with Jerry Judy working in that slot, although quite frankly, whatever's effective works for me. 
if you're the Broncos and you're looking maybe for some depth out of that slot or maybe somebody who utilizes that because KJ Hamler's utilized more as a kind of a, a, a trick toy, you know, being thrown in the backfield, motioned around, end arounds on the outside, kind of moving him everywhere to take advantage of that blur type speed. Now all of a sudden you you may need somebody to kind of play into that slot because you got Judy on the outside. So I, I think by default... Deshaun Hamilton has that driver's seat opportunity, but, and I mean this all puns intended, if he drops it, then they're going to pass him up. Last year was a very disappointing year. Make no mistake, uh, Deshaun Hamilton had multiple chances to break out and had opportunities to really shine. And of course, I think back to the Oakland Raiders game where he drops the big touchdown in the second half. I think back to the Titans game where he drops a a touchdown that, that probably seals the game. Denver wins that game anyways, but it's those small moments that really stand out and, and you see it on the film. And we're now we're now going on year three. And we really haven't seen, I have to be honest, I haven't really seen a play where I'm like, wow, that was worth the draft pick. And and I think if you're Deshaun Hamilton now going into year three, that's a big worry because that tells me you're not even flashing potential, you know, and, and look. Denver had a log jam of wide receivers for a, a majority of Deshaun Hamilton's career from obviously Demarius Thomas Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders. There were some pretty good wide receivers while he was here, but to not flash at least once I think is a big problem for Deshaun Hamilton moving forward. The wide receiver room is going to be an interesting one. It is going to be a dogfight, but particularly for those first three, I think you could pencil them. Not Again, let, forget about the pencil. I don't even know why I keep going back to pencils. I hate pencils. I love Sharpies. We're Sharpieing those names in. Jerry, Judy, KJ, Hamler, Cortland, Sutton, those are your top three, and then we will see where it goes from there because I think you could easily argue another one of those guys who gets slotted into this offensive mix is a tight end and obviously Noah Fant, and that leads us to our tight ends. I don't know if the tight end is so much of a battle. Let's be honest. Uh, Noah Fant is your starter, bona fide starter. I, I think you could easily say that as you get closer to the back end of the tight end room, there's a little bit more of a battle. I'm not, I tell you what, I love Jake Butt. Okay. He's a great person. I think he's a terrific human being. He's a great player in college, but the health has just not been there. And at some point it's time to cut the cord if the health doesn't continue to be there. So this is it. For Jake Butt. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if he's even going to be able to make the roster anyways. Troy Fumagalli, same deal. It is make or break time. And look, Denver's got a million tight ends. And this is a big reason why I didn't understand the free agency signing of Nick Van Ant. I just don't know where he is slotted on this team to where you're looking at that signing and say, ah, that was terrific. That that was the signing to make. I, I just didn't get it. But look, they obviously have a plan for him. He's going to probably make the roster along with uh, Noah Fant and obviously Albert Okawebana. And I think Okawebana is the one guy that's not talked about a lot because he's a fourth-round tight end. And, you know, tight ends that, that drafted that late, they're not supposed to break out or anything like that. I'm telling you, just watch out for this kid. He's got that natural chemistry with Drew Locke. 
He has speed. He has size. And if we're looking at somebody who maybe flashes that same kind of potential as Noah Fant and maybe isn't utilized like Noah Fant was last year and is just utilized more as just this wide receiver, learn how to pronounce the name, Albert Okawebunam, because he is going to be a player for this Broncos team. I am very high on the guy they called Albert O., I don't know why they uh, can't can't say his full name in the game. Come on, guys. Come on. I don't want to call out other broadcasters, but Albert Okawebana is a absolute stud, and I tell you what, I really like him to become this emerging option for the Broncos. Now, all of a sudden, you look at these two tight ends, and God forbid you have them on the field at the same time. The defensive coordinator is going to be pulling his hair out. I mean, we're talking about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and then maybe K.J. Hamler in the backfield. Like, you got this speed blur option, and then you have these two absolute towers in Noah Fant and Albert Okawemanam, and then, by the way, they run four five forties. Like, how do you stop all that? And and I, I think if you're a Broncos fan, that gets you excited. Because for the first time in a really long time, we're not talking about this offense making the defensive coordinator's hair gray. See, previously it was like, oh my gosh, uh, my hair is turning gray. I mean, it was watching Trevor Simeon. It was watching Paxton Lynch. It was watching uh, Brock Osweiler, Chad Kelly, Mark Sanchez. He had a small cup of coffee here, right? Kyle Sloter. It was bad, okay? It was some of the worst. 2017-2018 was some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen. And even worse, they rotated quarterbacks. That's how bad it was. So if you are a Broncos fan now, I mean, we're talking about this offense in such a different light with one trigger man and a bunch of options that he's got at his disposal. Now, make no mistake, this Broncos offense is going to run through Drew Locke. It will live or die based on his play. But... The Denver Broncos, and give John Elway credit for this, they set everything up on a silver platter for Drew Locke to munch it down and go absolutely ballistic with this Broncos offense, and we will see if they do that. Now, of course, and uh, I saved the best for last because, quite frankly, I think the offensive line is one of the most important positions on the football field outside of the quarterback position. And for the Denver Broncos, look, they did get better on the offensive line. Ron Leary was a problem last year. And to fill that role with a veteran now in, in Graham Glasgow, the free agency signing, I think is terrific. There will be no battle there. There will be no battle at center, quite frankly. I believe Lloyd Cushenberry III becomes your next uh, trigger man for the center position. A lot of intelligence there. A lot of neck up skill sets, which which you like a lot out of a center because that can help out a young quarterback like Drew Locke, even in the kid's first game. Uh, we're now talking about two rookies who could be learning together and potentially building a chemistry that, that lasts for years and years and years. Obviously, in the other interior lineman spot in Dalton Reisner, you like, there's no battle there. When we talk about the offensive line, we talk about the two tackles. Maybe the most important battle for position on this football team. And that's left tackle. And I don't mean it as in who wins. I mean it as I need Elijah Wilkinson to bring Garrett Bowles to another level when it comes to competition. Remember when I said competition breeds more success from others because that brings something out of somebody else? I really hope 
Garrett Bowles, I you know, if Garrett's listening to the podcast, uh, I know Garrett's a regular listener of the podcast. He's not, I'm kidding. But if Garrett was to listen to this podcast, I really hope, and I know he's been trying his hardest, absolutely. I, I'm not going to question his effort because it's been 150%. I know it has. But the problem is, is it hasn't been good enough. My hope is that Elijah Wilkinson, and this whole offseason has really pushed Garrett Bowles to another level to understand your NFL career is on the line. Your NFL career is on the line. And if you want any sort of career in the NFL, you will grind daily to get stronger. You will step to get better from the neck up because that's really where Garrett Bowles' major issues are, I believe, is the neck up. A little bit of frustration kicks in. He gets beat on his footwork. Now all of a sudden he's turned at an awkward angle. He doesn't want to get his quarterback killed, so he holds. And unfortunately, some of these holds have come at inopportune times. Deep balls, touchdowns, they get nullified, and obviously the Bronco fan base doesn't like to see it. There are very few people I have ever seen get booed off a field when it comes to an individual position. Most of them are quarterbacks. Most of them are offenses in general. I've never seen an offensive lineman like he was. I believe it was the Chicago game where he was booed off the field. And if you are a Broncos fan, there will be a very uh, quick trigger to saying goodbye to Garrett Poles. And I understand that. But I just want it to be truly known that, look, this guy is in the the, the position battle of his career. So if it don't kick in now, it's never going to. Now, a lot of people are well past this. Ship has sailed. And I understand that. If if your ship has sailed on Garrett Bowles, I totally get it because, quite frankly, it has for me. But who knows? Look, this kid didn't play a lot of football prior to college. Maybe he's a late bloomer. Now all of a sudden he kicks in. It's it's Mike Munchak, the, the best, trying to get the best out of this guy. It's, a, it's another position battle, but maybe more so than anything, it's now time in knowing that, look, they didn't pick up his option, and this kid will be a free agent potentially out of the NFL next year if he don't get his you-know-what straight. So we'll see. It's going to be very interesting. I think the one thing that maybe I, I zoom out now, step back and look at this Broncos offense and, you know, really kind of look at when you um, kind of put it all together and you say overall the offseason, you know, there are new battles for positions at different positions that, that were major weaknesses. And I think that's a very good thing. You know, like wide receiver was quite the weakness in years past, and now it's more of a strength plus there's competition. You know, uh, for the longest time, quite frankly, the, the offensive line in general, I thought it was pretty terrible. Now you have a solidified interior offensive line. You have some competition on the edges, and we'll see how it goes out. Uh, it, and look, uh, I think it should be said, it absolutely should be noted that the quarterback position is far better now. So if the quarterback position is far better, hopefully that makes the offensive line better, which in turn blocks, he's getting the football out, him talking about Drew Locke, and this offense is now all of a sudden humming on all cylinders. So interesting stuff to watch. Certainly, obviously, the national narrative is the Denver Broncos are this upstart kind of dark horse team that could potentially really make a run for, you know, something something special. We'll see. Uh, could the Denver Broncos be the surprise team out of the AFC West? I don't know. But I do know this. 
I've never been this excited for a Broncos team in a long time. The last time I was this excited for a Broncos team, with a little bit of the unknown, I want to take the Peyton Manning era out because I think the Peyton Manning era, it was pretty clear Peyton was going to be a rock star here. We So we kind of knew, right? We still don't know if Drew Locke is this absolute stud. So I'm going to pin him back farther and kind of go more towards like the Jay Cutler era when the Denver Broncos put Jay Cutler in uh, to replace uh, Jake Plummer. You know, that whole situation, I won't get into that. We'll, we'll talk about that in another podcast. But, you know, that was, there was a lot of excitement because, you know, Jake Plummer wasn't the franchise quarterback. We kind of knew Jake Plummer was in the twilight of his career. He wasn't going to win them a Super Bowl. But then in comes this rocket armed, you know, a strong SEC quarterback that could potentially be the guiding light. The well, Everybody we talked about at that time was who's going to emerge from John Elway's shadow. You know, that that was all we discussed during the Brian Greasy era and, you know, the Jake Plummer era. And now Jay Cutler, kind of this third, you know, next guy in line that was, you know, I, I think a lot of people had a lot of buzz for. And then obviously, you know, the coaching change happens and he who shall not be named was brought in and kind of blew that up. And, you know, we really haven't had that kind of same kind of anxious excitement again different from when Peyton Manning was in when Peyton Manning was I remember the day Peyton Manning signed with the Denver Broncos I said to myself they're going to win a Super Bowl with him they're going to win a Super Bowl with him we don't know that about Drew Locke yet there's still a little bit of that anxious excitement so we will see how it pans out but I think the Denver Broncos have a lot of competition on offense so it should breed for better Well, overall play, that's the hope. And certainly we will continue to cover it on the Broncos Blitz podcast. And, uh, you know, if you like this podcast, do me a favor. Jump on to the many locations that you can find this podcast, whether it be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. Leave us some feedback. And you know what? Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Uh, Just give me the honest feedback. No trolls. No trolls. I want to hear what you have to say. And you can uh, DM me as well, too. You can slide into the DMs over on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. Do you disagree? Do you agree? Is there another position that I didn't cover on offense? that you, you Should I have talked more about the fullback? Although I have to say, maybe one of the more disappointing things. I won't see Andy Janovich in that Dodge Ram of his anymore. Oh. Very sad. Good luck in Cleveland, Andy. So, look, if you, uh, uh, you know, leave us good feedback, that helps the podcast. That helps me with my head honcho and my boss. It makes me look better. I appreciate you for doing that. So, jump on over and uh, you can give five stars over on the many locations that you find this podcast. Or go ahead and just uh, shoot me a message on Twitter if you have a question or a comment, anything like that, at Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. Of course, this podcast is a uh, link, of course, with MileHighSports.com in which we will be covering the Denver Broncos although uh, of course a different year this year uh, we will see how much access we truly get I know there's going to be some sort of a rotation with you know some individuals getting opportunities to kind of be in the facility but you can't watch it but you can also interact in some way it's uh, we're all kind of learning on the fly right I mean this this COVID-19 situations obviously going to affect how we cover the team, but we're going to do it as best as we can at Mile High Sports and at MileHighSports.com. So hopefully you join us and uh, check up on some, some of those many free articles that we got in the podcast and obviously follow along 
with this podcast as well, too. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Again, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. You can follow at Ronnie K Radio and, of course, at MileHighSports.com and on the many locations where you can find this podcast and subscribe to it, give it a rating, leave some feedback, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.